0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the sports section of Tide Talks. My name is Derek Stutzer. I'm going to be one of your hosts. I'm Eli Hughes.
1: And I'm Duncan Calary martin
0: This is going to be a segment of our podcast where we talk about the week's news in the sports world. We're not really going to focus on school sports. It's mostly going to be on professional and college. So let's just jump right in talking about professional football, specifically the NFC West. This is going to be a huge division this year.
2: I definitely agree. We saw a great matchup with the 49ers-Cardinals game and 49ers clinched the they won the division last year and they really didn't perform as well as anyone thought they would Kyler Murray had a great game Deontay Hopkins had a great game and the Cardinals really proved that they could have a chance to win the division this year and with a team team like Seattle in that
0: division too I mean and the Rams played well that's another thing the Rams actually showed up to the field against the Cowboys who let's not forget are a good team so now you have four contenders in that division that's impressive to me. I feel like this is going to be more, one of the more competitive divisions in all of football. Definitely. Because the Cardinals decided to be good. DeAndre Hopkins, like you said, great breakout game to start his career as a Cardinal. Kyler showed that he is as good as everyone as thinks the, he is. He showed yeah. his college self. So I'm, think, I'm really impressed with Arizona and really the rest of the NFC West.
2: It, it was definitely a good week for all teams, you know, even though 49ers lost. But it was definitely a good matchup. Um and like we were saying earlier, you definitely, you could have the last place in the division end up going 500 anyways. Like, exactly. It, it's exactly. going to be a really tight race see, all the way to the end.
0: You could really see a team like San Francisco, who let's not forget was inches away from winning a Super Bowl last year. Right. You could see a team as talented as San Francisco going 8-8 eight and eight and missing the playoffs. This is how good of a division this is. As long as Arizona can continue with this form, Kyler can continue with this form specifically. And if the Rams can be this good, I mean, Malcolm Brown as a replacement for Todd Gurley looks incredible. Had a great
1: yep. game. Cam Akers Cam is like also a, real a really good back.
0: Hundred percent agree. I think that I think they can compete. And granted, the Cowboys were questionable. I will mm-hmm. give them that.
1: Lve was out. Um, they had their offensive weapon Blake Jarwin tore his ACL. So That's the Cowboys were also limited.
0: Yeah, and um... I feel like. <clears throat> just watching that game, my first impression was Mike McCarthy doesn't really know what he's doing with that team yet.
2: Yeah. Yes, definitely.
0: I, I don't think he really knows how to use that roster well. And like you said, I mean, Blake Jarwin is actually a very good a very good player. And I don't think people realize just how effective he is yeah. blocking.
1: Because yeah, he's one of the best very underrated. 100%
0: mm-hmm. agree. But to and, me, Mike McCarthy is not the coach for them. Just after one game, I,
1: I don't see it.
2: And, right. I mean... I think but again, that, it's after one game.
1: Yeah, and I think it was a feel-out game, too. Um, I believe since 2009, every single time the Cowboys have lost their first game, they ended up making the playoffs, and every time they won their first game, they ended up missing the playoffs. So, so you're so. saying the Cowboys have to be bad to be good? <laughs> kind and of, as confusing as the Cowboys are. In, in, yeah. in the
2: most Cowboy way possible to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, I'm I think that's
0: that. a good spot to go to um, college <laughs> Obviously, yes. We have a weird college football season coming up. Yes. Mm. Pac-12 was gone. The Big Ten is gone. Ohio State is gone. This mm-hmm. is going to be a weird year, and it shows in the rankings. You've got teams in the Sun Belt in the top twenty-five. You've got App State. You've got
2: Louisiana. These you've got Louisiana, who knocked off Ohio Iowa State, who is exactly. ranked. You've got it. You've got mm. teams that wouldn't even sniff the top
0: twenty-five. Right now. Top twenty-five and climbing towards top fifteen. I mean, this, right. is, this is unprecedented. Obviously,
2: mm-hmm. I mean, Pac-12 being gone doesn't really make a difference. Everyone knows that Pac-12 is not a football conference. It's just um, Oregon and Utah. It's just yeah. Oregon, yeah. Um yeah. but Big Ten being gone—that's a big deal, right there. That's Penn State. Yeah. that's Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan, Michigan Ohio has State. underperformed in past years, but they're still there. You know, true. Um, true. It opens the door for teams like Notre Dame because they don't have to play Ohio State, like they don't have to play those Big yeah. Ten teams. That is um, fair. Well, they do have to play in the uh, ACC. ACC, but yeah. other other than right now, other than UNC and Clemson, who is a challenger in the ACC?
1: Nobody. Florida point. State lost right. to Georgia Tech. <laughs> That's that was just sad. I I don't know if you guys yeah. watched that game. It was horrible. They were supposed to win.
0: I mean, and talking and talking about challengers to teams like Notre Dame, let's talk about our rankings.
2: Yes. Going forward in this season,
0: because like I said, the top 25, if you look at AP's top 25, if you look at ESPN's, it's going to be weird. But let's specifically talk about the playoff. Who's going to make the playoffs, and then who are the teams in the hunt? Duncan, we'll start with you. All
1: right. Well, I have Clemson number one, Trevor Lawrence. I I really don't think I need to explain myself on this one because Trevor Lawrence is just... Really good Heisman candidate, probably the Heisman frontrunner this year. So there's that. And then you've got Alabama, Nick Saban. Of course you know that Nick Saban's not going to have a bad season this year, especially how last season ended. Mm -hmm. So I think Alabama has a better season this year. Um, I think Oklahoma is the three because Lincoln Riley's a great quarterback coach. He's a great quarterback developer. I mean, all of his Oklahoma quarterbacks have passed – three years have been Heisman candidates so I don't think you can really go wrong by saying Lincoln Riley's developed Spencer Rattler really well and he takes the three spot in the college football playoffs and then yes I think the winner of the Florida LSU game uh makes the makes the fourth seed
0: yeah that's going to be a tough game that's really going to determine a lot going forward this season Eli what are your rankings
2: right now what do you got well, I think, I think us three all have Clemson at one. I really don't think yep. that we don't have to explain ourselves too much there. Um, yeah. ACC is a light conference this year. They don't have any strength to their schedule. They don't play UNC during the regular season, who is the only legitimate threat to that perfect record. Um, if yeah. they end up playing them in the ACC championship game, that could throw things around a little bit. Now coming before Jamie Newman decided that he'd opt out, I thought that there would be definitely two, maybe even three SEC teams making those four bots mm-hmm. up there, but I don't think George will pl- uh, will be able to make it anymore. I think Jamie New- no. losing Jamie Newman will be too much of a shock to their system. Yeah. Um but I'm going Clemson 1, Florida uh no, Oklahoma 2, Florida 3, Alabama 4. And I think that's because Spencer Rattler, he had a great first game. I think Oklahoma can do good things. And then Florida versus Alabama in the SEC championship game. Florida beats Alabama. Alabama drops from two to four, and Florida sneaks into three.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's def- that's
2: an interesting scenario. I, that's I, can that's the way I see it. It. I feel like we can see that going forward. I mean, obviously the season's going to be weird. It's definitely going to be uh, – not easy to predict but that's what i'm thinking
0: yeah but as far as predictions go with me i mean we've established that clemson is the consensus number one yes clemson is unbelievable trevor lawrence is going to win the heisman you hold me to that if he doesn't i will be super
2: surprised if (laughs) rattler sam
0: ellinger (laughs) kyle trask can get in there
2: some of those people up there on the boards, like Kellen Mond and uh, Mac Jones, I'm just Him shocked that they're even. I'm yeah. shocked that they're even in consideration. Like Mac Jones mm, specifically. Yes. Mac Jones is not convincing me at all. And Kellen no. Mond has had years to prove himself. I feel like this is like his 12th year playing for A&M. It's just
0: <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, hasn't yeah, been able really. to do anything. Exactly. It feels like he backed up Johnny Manziel. Seriously. And,
1: and also, I think Trevor Lawrence kind of has a chip on his shoulder this season because wow. last year. A lot of people will say that he didn't deserve that game against Ohio State, and obviously he went to the national championship and got crushed by LSU. So oh, I think he'll really. be on a mission this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's his only college loss. Right. Yeah. In the national championship game is on the biggest stage. So he's definitely going to have that chip on his shoulder. I mean, obviously, he's a blue chip prospect. You know, he's mm-hmm. not used to losing. He won – I'm pretty – I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he won all four years of state championship in high school.
2: That's wild.
0: You know, we, we knew who – we knew who Trevor Lawrence was as a freshman mm. in high school, and that's not normal for a college football prospect. No. Yeah. So Trevor Lawrence, I feel like, is gonna come out and have his best year and win the Heisman. But that mm. segues into my number two, and that is Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I mean, how good does this list sound right here if you're Lincoln Riley? Mayfield, Murray, Hurts, Rattler. Yeah. Those are four Heisman level quarterbacks you have back to back to back to back. I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like Spencer Rattler is gonna have one of the best freshman seasons we've ever seen. I feel like the talent is obviously there. He's extremely smart, which I don't think people realize. Yeah. So Oklahoma's doing big things. Bama three. The power of Nick Saban, obviously, is going to take over. Mac Jones is not that good, in my opinion, but he's definitely got the tools to win some games. And then I got Florida four. I'm high on Kyle Trask. I can't I love Same. Texas but I can't put Texas up there. I think they're in the hunt yeah. along with teams. like. Even, I mean, even though Jamie Newman's gone, I think we got Georgia in there. I think we got Texas in there. I think yeah. we got LSU in there.
2: Now, I mean, I'm an Auburn fan, so there's. I definitely <laughs> have, a, I have bias there. But if we have a season, I mean, Bo Nix played all right last year, and with one season under his belt, I think he could definitely do something decent this year. Yeah. We're losing yeah, a lot Bo of Nix. our defense, but... I, mean, I don't think people
1: are really um, understanding that Alabama has a lot of people that are still there after yes. last season. Um, same with Clemson. Yes. I, mean,
2: I feel like. Yeah, you've got Tra- Jalen Waddle. Isn't ETN still at Clemson? ETN yeah, is still yeah. at Clemson. He could, mean, be I, a, he could be a Heisman type of guy. Same. I think. Yeah. I mean, ETN and Kelamon both. I feel like they've been in college for like a million years.
1: They did but. lose Justin Ross, though.
2: Yes. That's a good Which point. Which is a big
1: loss. But, yeah, that I mean, is huge. And I think Clemson it's going to be a testament to um, Trevor how good Trevor Lawrence is this season without right. his best receiver.
2: So I think we can all agree that definitely the playoffs are going to be tricky this year with college football. And yes. t- taking that statement and you can apply it to a different sport, which is baseball. Baseball's playoffs are going to be absolutely jacked this, this year. This
0: is going to be interesting for me. Yes. Because, yes. I mean... Yeah. I'll be frank, I've been a Dodgers fan my whole life, and it is going to be painful watching them lose to a team like the Marlins in the playoffs, right. or the Rockies, <laughs> because, or the Giants.
2: Um, huh,
0: that'll happen.
1: If they do. <laughs> um,
2: so, I mean, in the past, it's you get five teams from each division, and that means the best in – or sorry, five teams from each league, best in each division, and then the two runner-ups play in the wild-card game. This year, we've got the best in each division and the five remaining runner-ups in all three divisions combined. And that's a lot more space that you can have a chance to get into the playoffs.
0: Right. And I I don't think in this type of season, you see teams, obviously, I mentioned the Marlins. You don't see teams like the Orioles. You don't see teams like the Tigers. You don't see teams like that having the same record as the Yankees. I mean, the Marlins, obviously, their season was a little short because of COVID.
2: Right. Right.
0: But the Marlins, I believe, are twenty-four and twenty-one. The Yankees are twenty-three and twenty-five, or twenty-five and twenty-three. Excuse me. That doesn't happen. No. In any other scenario. No. But one thing I thought about this season that surprised me so much is the Padres.
2: So really, um, it's anyone's game. There are some really great uh, storylines that we're following here in the baseball season. But um, I think Derek has said that the four big awards are definitely locked up at this point
0: absolutely you see obviously in the National League you have Fernando Tatis Jr he's I mean realistically he's the number two player in baseball I think right. he's past Mookie he's past a guy like Christian Yelich he's past I don't know I mean even though he's a cheater you got Alex Bregman who's still incredible right Trout in the American League obviously you're never going to be able to stop Mike Trout the only, no. thing, the only thing is that's yeah. going to be able to stop him is injuries right and then you got to, you get to the Cy Young, and you have two guys who are really having historic seasons right now. You got mm-hmm. Shane Bieber, who's just been unbelievable. He already has 100 Ks in less than seven innings. That's unbelievable. And then you got Yu Darvish, coming back from a really rocky couple of years at the Cubs.
2: Yeah, it and really exactly... showing that
0: he, he's really showing that he could be an ace. I mean, he ad- he added a splitter. Yeah. He started throwing that, you know, slower cutter, slider type of thing. And his command over that is absolute. I mean, he's spotting everything. Seriously. He's,
2: he's really impressed me.
0: So, yes. those races are decided, the playoffs are not, but we're going to really have to wait and see down down to the wire here.
2: Also, just a quick little thing. Alec Mills, no hitter last night. Yeah. It was great. Fun fun fact. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine. 80, before taxes, that guy is making just over $500,000 a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how much you got to pay for a no-hitter, I guess. Yep. Sheesh. Division two walk on, gets gets the league, throw an 89, throws a no-hitter against the Brewers, 114 pitches, just that's wild. Good day, for, good day for junk pitchers. You you'll you love to it. see
2: it. Um, and again, playoffs are wild, and and uh, NBA playoffs have definitely shown that we've seen some mix-ups, some people who've slid in there that we weren't really expecting. Yeah.
0: Um, Oklahoma City. Yes. Cough, cough. Yeah.
1: This is one of the most interesting playoffs the NBA has ever seen. There's so many people that could win the championship. I mean, before the playoffs even started, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors, Celtics, Bucks, Clippers, or Lakers won the championship. That's like five teams, and usually it's not like that. Um, Yeah. So there's just a lot of parity in this year's playoffs, and now we have the conference finals coming up.
0: Yeah, I mean... Speaking of the conference finals, if the Clippers yes. cannot get it done, I mean, yes. that is just a legacy of failure.
2: Clippers and the Rockets both. Most best, definitely. When it comes
0: to getting to the co- conference finals. I mean, they've lost to each other in the playoffs so many times that I can't even count them.
2: I mean, mm-hmm. I, I said this earlier in the year. If someone other than the Clippers or Lakers wins this year, it'll be just a massive disappointment because basically, yeah, they, they have enough good players on their bench to have a whole other starting lineup. Like, yeah. the mm-hmm. caliber of players they have is just wild.
0: It does yeah. come down to depth for me too Because yes. the Nuggets the Nuggets are a deep team But I don't think Realistically They compete with a team like the Lakers When their whole offense runs through Jokic, Jamal Murray And yeah. maybe I mean Jeremy Grant's been good If you can throw Jeremy Grant in there that's three people on their entire roster. You can really write yeah. it off and Will Barton right. has been disappointing. Monte Morris disappointing. Everyone on their team Will Barton's has been injured. just been I mean, okay. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, I think that the Clippers just having to go Game 7 with the Nuggets is already an advantage to the Lakers. 100%. I mean, if they just took care of business in Game 6, they would be playing the Western Conference Finals on Tuesday, but instead they have to play Game 7 against this resilient Denver Nuggets team with Nikola yeah. Jokic. <laughs> Who, by the well, way... the Lakers the, are chilling.
0: Right, and the insult to their depth is in no way saying that they're not a good team. They're an incredible no. team. I mean, Jokic is a yeah. guy who's going to go out there, get you 30 points, get you 15 boards, and also yeah. throw the ball around a little bit and actually hit open guys.
1: Jokic is separating him
0: Murray, himself. Like, so yeah. And Jamal can,
2: you know, really get on top there. Um,
0: yeah. Really prove yeah. himself. Yeah, he's really good at the one. Let's uh, talk briefly... A little more about the Rockets. Obviously, you got yeah. Mike D'Antoni out hey, of here. Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, I'm walking there. Mike <laughs> D'Antoni is gone. And I think you've got two destinations for D'Antoni, and one seems more likely than the other, but it would be weird with their roster. You've got Indiana. You've got New Orleans.
1: What and do you guys I personally, th- I personally think he's going to go to New Orleans. Anzo Ball has proven that he could push. basketball and um, you've got Zion Williamson obviously the most one of the most electrifying duos in basketball you've got a fast team in general Jackson Hayes can run the floor Um, Zion can run the floor Um, and I think those are the teams that D'Antoni loves to coach and Indiana I I really just wouldn't be able to see it they're way too defensively um, they're way too much of a defensive team and I think that will scare Tony away from that job, and Miles Turner, that's a guy that just has been really disappointing these fa- past few years, but I don't think Tony will go you to Indiana. You think Miles Turner think...
2: has been disappointing?
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: hold up. Um... <laughs> Let's walk this one back. Miles Turner. You think he's been disappointing?
1: I think he has been disappointing. I think I that really he hasn't developed. I don't think so. I think Miles Turner has been a good, solid role player for the Pacers. It has nothing to do with, like, his talent. He really just hasn't developed since his rookie year or sophomore year. I mean, he's just kind of been the same. And in... Indiana has kept putting um, – kept having faith in him to develop more, but he just hasn't. Um, right. And I think – I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, think that they're trying to get rid of him too. Over, I can So
2: see that. over his career, he's averaged – almost 13 points right in the yeah. playoffs in the playoffs against the heat he averaged 17 like I mean the guy it's not like he's performing great but he's also he's not a scrub you know
1: I'm not saying he's a scrub I'm just saying that like he's just he hasn't really panned out to what they want him to be All right I can, I can agree with that I have to agree with that um, yeah definitely Let's keep talking about,
0: and this this was interesting to me, D'Antoni in New Orleans, because mm-hmm. I mean we we see him playing six five PJ Tucker at center and six mm-hmm. six Robert Covington mm-hmm. at the four. I mean this is a guy who loves playing with small ball. Right. But what I think is interesting when you get to that team is you have a point guard who's six five and Lonzo Ball. He could be he could have been playing center on the Rockets if he was a little bigger. <laughs> if you are if we're talking height here. So you've got Lonzo Ball as your point guard, at six five. Don't know what's going to happen with JJ Redick. <laughs> what goes on with a guy like Brandon Ingram when you've got Zion playing as a big man in a small ball style team? What okay. happens with Brandon Ingram? Who's I don't think what, I don't think 10? Brandon
2: Ingram. I don't think he fits Mike D'Antoni's formula at all. Me neither. I agree. I think 100%
1: New agree. Orleans. I think New Orleans has kind of like a best player identity crisis because. Yes. They drafted Zion number one overall to obviously be the future of the Pelicans, but this season Ingram has been the better player and does kind of seem to have the brighter future. So I think they're going to have to pick between Ingram or Zion to be the leader of their future team. And um, I think they're the going to pick Zion.
2: It, is it brighter future or is it fluke year? I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Because, I mean, are you, talking, you were talking about Brendan Ingram, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram's past, it's not like I mean, yeah, he's he was a decent player for the Lakers, but he wasn't as exceptional as he was this year. And now is that because he's had his own space to develop and grow as a player, or is it because he just did something right this season?
1: Will I think he that he's had time. To- I think he's had time to develop as a player because his first two years are a player's first two years are usually like developmental years. I mean, from 2017 to 2018, he improved by seven points. He averaged nine points his first season and 16 points his second season. And last year, you can't really judge him because he was playing with LeBron James. And when LeBron wasn't on the floor, he was the best player on the floor. So I think that he's just had the kind of the opportunity to improve with the Pelicans as the guy.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah,
0: you know what I think that's a good point to wrap up on guys this is yes. a great first episode I want to say thank you all for tuning in and getting this far definitely we really appreciate anyone who stayed for this long
1: and we, we can't wait to, to see you
0: guys in the next episode
1: we look forward
2: to making more content for you guys
0: absolutely you're going to see a lot more of this type of stuff so if you enjoyed this uh, get ready for more